Hey, good evening, everybody. I hope you are well. It is the Open Forum Q&A. I am very happy to take your questions. We've got a lot going on, particularly in the National Football League. So we'll go over all the news of the NFL, and we will also talk a little uh, NBA because of James Harden, who uh, I've been saying this for years. I just do not understand why any general manager on any team would want James Harden. I don't know what else to say. All right, NFL news, the Jets and Dalvin Cook, one-year deal. Now, he's got a lawsuit going on with domestic violence ties to it. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true. Be very interesting to see how this all uh, plays out. On the football field, the guy's a dynamic back, okay? But in 2021, a former girlfriend filed a lawsuit against him alleging physical and emotional abuse, all right? He has filed a defamation suit against her. Both cases are pending. Again, I don't know what the uh, truth is. The Star Tribune, the paper in Minneapolis, reported a month ago that Dalvin Cook offered the alleged victim $1 million, all right, and she turned it down. All right, I hope you had a chance this morning to listen to my interview with Ian Eagle. A lot of fun, and thank you for that, Alberto. Grant, great show earlier with Ian. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I have so much respect for that man. I've known him for a long time. I consider him a friend. He's just, he's great. You know, he's a tremendous announcer, but really a tremendous person. And uh, I'm blessed to say that I know Ian and he's a friend of mine, and I'll just leave it at that. I think the guy is uh, incredible. He's an incredible person. So thank you for that. If you did not, Get a chance to watch the interview earlier today. Just go to my channel right here. And at your leisure, you can watch it. I will also have it on my uh, podcast platform in a couple of hours so that you'll be able to listen to it uh, via an audio format. All right. But again, really enjoy that uh, with Iron Eagle. All right. Give me your questions. What do you want to talk about today? Again, Dalvin Cook. Jets, Ezekiel Elliott, one-year Patriots, James Harden swearing that he will never, ever play for the 76ers or a team that Daryl Morey is the GM of. You know, if it weren't for Daryl Morey, who the hell knows where Harden would be? You know, and I'm not a Daryl Morey fan. I think the guy's a buffoon. But, I mean, really? James Harden quit on the Rockets. He quit on the Nets, and now he's quitting on the uh, 76ers. I don't know what else you're going to say about the man, you know? Uh, Mark wants to know, Cook to the Jets, how many years? One year. One-year deal for Dalvin Cook. You know, you, you got to figure this is a good move if he is going to stay on the field again. I don't know what is going on behind the scenes, but one-year deal uh, worth up to eight and a half million dollars. All right. Now remember, 
He had just made the Pro Bowl four straight years with the Vikings. Uh, he's 28, and it just gives the Jets uh, another weapon. All right? No question. Scott says, Harden is the poster child of what's wrong with the NBA. A freaking men. All right? All right, Alberta wants to know time for Trey Lance to depart San Francisco. I made a rant on this today. The eyeball test. Trey Lance hasn't passed the eyeball test once since he came to San Francisco from my perspective, my vision. Not one time have I looked at Trey Lance and go, oh, I think he's going to be good. Not one time. Okay? Not one time. I've never looked at Trey Lance and said, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be the guy. Not once. I just don't see it. I don't see it. All right, we got this chat. I think what Harden said about Moray was classless in my book. You can't build a team around him. Too selfish on many fronts. Amen. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You cannot. There's a reason why James Harden doesn't have a ring. There's a reason why James Harden hasn't been in the NBA Finals. There's a reason for that. And it's James Harden. Plain and simple. I agree with you. You know, absolutely agree. Uh, C-Dog says, a lot of quarterbacks have declined to be on season two of the quarterback documentary. Yeah, but they have a couple, right? Including Daniel Jones of the Giants, I saw. And so, listen, it it's it requires a lot, C-Dog. You have cameras in your house. They follow you around. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it's not just like you're going to do an interview and sit down one day. It's a lot. And it requires somewhat of a sacrifice on your part. You know? David wants to know what team would even take a chance on Harden now. I don't think any team. Remember, he's under contract. All right? Oh, Jones declined today. I didn't see that. Thank you very much. He declined today. All right. Do they have anyone signed up, C-Dog? I did not see that he declined today. You know, again, I think anyone that watched that series when it was great, they're like, wow, cameras are following him around everywhere. That's a lot. You know, and it's a, it's, it's a lot. Now, I think if you're an established quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you don't have to worry about if you have a bad year, people are going to go, gee, you know, you, you spent too much money trying to please everyone. But, I mean, look at what happened to Mariota last year. Cousins had a really good year, obviously lost in the playoffs to the Giants. So someone said, what do uh, quarterbacks even get out of doing this series other than dollars? I have no idea. You know? I really don't know. I do stand corrected. You're right. Thank you. James Harden did play in the finals with the Thunder. Thank you for that correction. You're absolutely right. It's when LeBron James won his first title with the Heat. Thank you for that. You're spot on. Was that Harden's rookie year? They had Westbrook, Durant. Was that Harden's first year? Look that up for me, would you please? Um, good job right there. You're exactly right. I'm wrong. He was. But he was the third guy on that team at best. So I guess I should have said, and you're you're right for correcting me, that he's never been in the NBA Finals as the man. You know? But uh, good job right there. Good job. Uh, Scott wants to know, 
Grant, do you think the Dodgers are benefiting from a weak schedule? How do you think they'll fare? How could they be benefiting from a weak schedule? I don't understand that. Uh, how do, will they fare? They'll lose. Why? Because they always lose. They got to be the most underachieving team that I've seen in a long time. All right, so Harden was in the league a couple of years at that point, but he was the third fiddle on that team. Would you agree? I mean, it was Durant, Westbrook, then Harden. But you're right. You're right. He was in the NBA Finals. Uh, Scott Brooks was the head coach when they lost to the Miami Heat. Remember the video of Brooks in the timeout right before the end of the series and said, hey, you're going to go over there and you're going to shake their hands or you're going to congratulate them. They beat us very fair and square, blah, blah, blah. You know, remember that? Remember that video of Scott Brooks telling his team that during a huddle? Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, you, you can't benefit from a, a weak schedule. I, I I don't understand that. You know, that doesn't make any sense at all. I don't get that. You know, and listen, at the beginning of the year, people thought that was going to be a great division with the Padres, and they've been a huge disappointment. So the, I mean, it, the Dodgers should win because you look at their team and you look at their personnel and you're like, gee, how would they not win? But when the playoffs begin and a lot of people have an asterisk next to the last World Series they won in the COVID shortened season, right? Uh, somebody wants to know, Grant, who wins a championship first, Sabonis or Halliburton? I'd say neither. I mean, you got 30 teams or I just, I don't see it. You know, I, I, the odds are against that from happening. All right. Scott says they've been hot since the, uh, after the all-star break, but feasting on weak teams. Well, you know, again, everyone plays the, the same team. So yeah, I, I don't really see how that's relevant, you know? Uh, David says, Grant, I know it was only preseason football, but it was fun to see the Raiders beat the 49ers yesterday. What was fun about it? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't count. You know, I, I, if that's where you're at as a Raiders fan, that's unfortunate. In a meaningless game where the starters aren't playing. I mean, when you say it's fun, what's fun about it? You think anyone's going to be talking about this game a month from now? You know, if the Raiders win five games this year, do you think anybody's going, oh, yeah, but, you know, in August, they kicked the shit out of the 49ers. Who cares? You know? Who cares? Someone said, let's just get to the uh, Dodgers, Braves, and the Rangers versus the Orioles. Not so quickly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't automatically assume that. I really wouldn't. Not in baseball. You know what? Too many weird things. Too many weird things. Too many things happen in the playoffs where you're like, gee, what just happened there? You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Raiders and Niners fans will talk about this for years, Grant. Yeah, if they have nothing else to talk about, I guess. Boy, can you imagine being excited or talking about a preseason game? Who the hell cares? Means nothing. I do like what I saw from Aiden O'Connell, though. He looked good. You know, again, the eyeball test, right? Who passed the eyeball test? Yesterday, and who failed the eyeball test? 
Trey Lance failed the eyeball test. Aiden O'Connell passed it with flying colors. Forget about forget about the, the statistics. I don't look at statistics. Big deal. Statistics in the preseason are for for I don't know. I guess people that gamble or whatever. I I don't know. I, I just you don't know. Are you playing against twos or are you playing against threes? What offensive lines in front of you? Who do you have lined up next to you? You know, I don't. I don't really go by the stats. I go by what my eyes tell me. And my eyes told me that Trey Lance really is the same guy. You know, I mean, Trey Lance did not look. He did not impress me at all. All right, did not impress me at all. All right, keep the questions rolling right here. And also want to tell you that you can get down to Bennett's newest restaurant in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center, Bennett's Westside Grill. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Check out the menu and everything else at Bennett's Westside Grill at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Prime Seafood and Steak, Bennett's Westside Grill. Again, if you did not get a chance to uh, watch my interview this morning with Ian Eagle, you can do so right here on my YouTube channel. All right. Uh, this message, O'Connell did well. Lance looked like a deer in headlights. As a Niners fan, I don't see Trey Lance leading any NFL team to a Super Bowl during his career. I don't see him being a starter in the NFL. Right? I don't see it. And he needs a change of scenery. He really does. He needs a change of scenery. This one, uh, O'Connell looks like a possibility. Lance looked like first-year rookie of the game. Still looks fast for Lance. I would agree with you. Definitely. But time for a change of scenery for Trey Lance. What do you think of Sam Darnold? Number two, right? You think he's the backup quarterback to Purdy right now, based on what you've seen? What do you think? All right, love the questions. Keep them rolling right here on this uh, open forum Q&A. Don't forget, Wednesday on Listen App, I'll have my open forum Wednesday, and tomorrow we'll be here on YouTube again at 7 o'clock. All right. Uh, someone wants to know if I'm better than Megan Rapino in penalties. No, I'm not. She would be better than me. Although I could miss the goal too. If you gave me one chance, I could miss the goal as well. But in a career, am I better than Rapino in penalties? No, I'm not. I am not. She's got me by a wide margin right there. You know, wide margin. Uh, Michael says, Grant, Broncos fan here in Sacramento, what's your opinion on Sean Payton making the starters go out for a fourth series in the first preseason game? What's your outlook on the Broncos this year? Thanks. I have no problem with it at all. I think more coaches should do that. My my outlook is they're the third team in that division behind the Chiefs and the Chargers. I think they can finish ahead of the Raiders, maybe. I think the Broncos are going to be very poor this year, but I have no problem with Peyton coaching the team that way. They got a light. They, they, they need a lot of reps. You know, I think it's fine. I really do. I think it's fine. 
I think it's absolutely fine. Uh, somebody says uh, Darnold is number two in the depth chart, depth chart. Brandon Allen is three. I, I didn't even mention Brandon Allen. I probably should have. I'm not ready to go there just yet with how things are going to look at the end of camp. Okay? Let's wait. Let's wait until we see what it looks like at the end of the next two games. All right? Somebody said Mahomes is a superstar and he still plays in a preseason. I don't have any problem with players playing in the preseason. I never have. I don't like them playing a lot, but I don't have a problem with them playing a couple of uh, series, you know? Paul chimes in and says, hey, heads up. Great interview with Ian Eagle. He reminds me of Marv Albert 2.0. Thank you very much. I'm glad you had a chance to see it, you know? Mark wants to know if the uh, Redskins have a bad year, will they send the head coach to the riverboat? You mean the Washington Commanders, right? Yes, they would. You know? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Yep, I, uh, I talked about Ezekiel Elliott going to the Patriots. This question, is Aaron Rodgers still a top five quarterback to you? Ace. Ace. Two years ago, he was the MVP of the National Football League. Okay? All right? Uh, hello? Come on now. Yes, he's still a top five quarterback. Grant, what does a 6-4-3 double play mean in baseball? Shortstop to second baseman to first baseman. 6-4-3 double play. Come on now. All right? Come on now. Uh, did I hear about the Michael Orr stuff today? I did. And you know what's interesting about that? The Tui family, Sean Tui works for the Grizzlies and was an analyst for many, many years with the Grizzlies. And I, I know him. I know Sean Tui. And his wife always used to be on the front row on the baseline who Sandra Bullock played the role of. And this is really incredible, disturbing, sad news, if it's true, coming out of Memphis uh, as it relates to the movie Blindside, which was a fabulous movie. And the Tuies who adopted Michael Orr, yeah, it's a crazy story. You know? Crazy story. Crazy. Uh, Ace wants to know thoughts or rather, uh, is it Ace? Yeah, Ace, sorry. Thoughts on Mark Jones being demoted to the third guy, third guy behind Ryan Rucco on ESPN. I've said this for years, and this is not me crying sour grapes. I've never thought Mark Jones was a good announcer. I used to watch games on ESPN, and at the beginning of the game, when I heard Mark Jones' voice, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I've never been a Mark Jones fan. I don't think he's a good announcer. I don't think he's network quality. To me, he's middle of the road. I think he's a very uh, poor football announcer and a so-so basketball announcer. I'm, I don't know how he's maintained his job at ESPN for all these years, not to mention his just absurd ridiculous social media post. I don't understand it. 
I've never thought Mark Jones was a good announcer for years, years. I've, I've never, I've never understood it. You know, Brian Rucco is good. I agree with you. You know, absolutely. Uh, Grant, do you remember when Notre Dame brought in uh, Jerry Faust as head coach? Of course, you know, not everyone has what it takes to be an announcer. Very true. You know, John says he gets stuff wrong all the time during games. Talking about Mark Jones. I just, I don't think he's very good. I've never understood it. Never. Never. I used to say that for years and years. Never understood it. I really have never understood that. You know, in this business, all it takes is have one person in your corner who's in a hiring position to make your career. Uh, Grant, do you think the Saints will win 10-plus games this year? I do not. I do not. I do think they play in a weak division, but no, I don't think they're that good, and I am not a fan of their head coach, Dennis Allen. All right? John says, I would not invite Mark to my barbecue but you can come, Grant. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. ESPN does still have Mike Breen. You're right. You're right. Uh, this one. Mark Jones' phrases seem to be forced and unnatural. Uh, what do you think of Doc Rivers and Doris Burke next to Mike Breen? Definitely not Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson, I'll tell you that. Is the Jets' offensive line solid? Yes, I think it is. We'll find out, but I think it is. I think it is. Love the questions today. Good stuff. And again, we'll be doing this again tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And then Wednesday, I'll be over on Listen App with my open form Wednesday. A lot going on. Ezekiel Elliott, one-year Patriots. Dalvin Cook, one-year Jets. James Harden, swearing. He's never going to play for a team that Daryl Morey is part of. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. It really is. Daryl Morey's like bent over backwards for this guy, overpaid him for years, and now James Harden doesn't want to play for him anymore? It's a joke, you know? A joke. Man, incredible. Uh, why did ESPN do the mass layoffs? Was it to afford McAfee? It had nothing to do with McAfee. Had to do with a couple of things. Their high salaries for Buck and Aikman. They've lost a lot of subscribers because of the way watching TV has changed. Rights fees have gone up. All of those things. You know? No question. All right. Dog says, Grant, I saw this question online. If you take any of these players and put them on this year's Giants team, who would you choose? Snacks Harrison, Cormarty, Makins, or OBJ? Uh, I definitely would not take OBJ, so I'm canceling him off my list. Um, let me think about that for a minute. 
I'd probably take Harrison. I don't know. It's a good question. Any thoughts on the first college football poll, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and LSU? I don't think it really matters. I mean, I've always thought that the preseason rankings don't really mean a whole hell of a lot. So I don't have a problem with it, but it it doesn't really mean that much to me. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. I I just, hmm, I don't know. Uh, This message, Kyle Draper seems like a good guy, but he seems out of his element announcing games. I've never heard him announce a game, but every time he does announce a game, my phone blows up from everyone telling me how bad he is and that he's embarrassingly bad, that it's the worst thing they've ever seen watching an NBA game. So not everyone can be wrong. I mean, literally, every single time he does a game, my phone blows up. I mean, unlike any other announcer, any other game in any other sport. So he obviously is not very good because it happens every single time. And it's not just that he's bad, that he's embarrassingly bad. And here's even something worse. I get messages from minority owners of the Kings who tell me that they watch the game on mute. That's how bad it is. Owners of the Kings can't watch them, that they have to watch the game on mute. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. They can't even, they can't even have the sound on. Man, Hope DirecTV and Fox 40 iron out their issues. What issues are they having? I'm not even aware of that, you know? So, Sea uh, Dog wants to know if college football season is going to start on time with all the league realignment. Yeah, of course it's going to start on time. Yes, 100%, you know? No question. Whatever happened to Gus Johnson? Nothing. Gus is uh, with Fox, number one college football announcer on Fox, you know? So, yeah. Somebody says, we're all right, Grant. Do you want to do college football for a living? Sure, I'll do college football. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love announcing football. I used to love it. I enjoy doing the Raiders. I did the Raiders for five years, and I've done college football, and Yeah, I love announcing football. Absolutely. No question. Um, Great, great game. Great game. All right, keep the questions coming. Grant, what do you think the Kings need to win or get to the finals? Or do you think the Kings need to win or get to the finals? Well, getting to the finals is really hard. You understand that, right? So the first thing you have to do is make the playoffs. And then... You know, after that, you got to be healthy. What happened against the Warriors? Fox, for all intents and purposes, ended the Kings' playoff run with his injury to his broken finger. He played well at the beginning, but you could see it really became an issue. And in a tight game, it really became an issue. So that's part of it as well. Uh, Grant, who's responsible for hiring the Kings announcers, NBC Sports or the Kings themselves? The Kings hire the play-by-play and the analyst. All right, that's the Kings. And then uh, I believe NBC Sports California hires the host that do do the uh, pre and all that other stuff, you know? Absolutely. Grant, I am getting married this year. 
and need an MC for my wedding. If you don't like that, then you don't like matrimony. You're not asking me to be your MC, are you? There you go. Come on now. Come on now. Good luck. Best of luck to you and your bride. Absolutely. Best of luck. When you get married, what month? That's good. Good job. John says I would be the best ever. Best ever in what? I don't think I'd be the best ever, though. If you're talking college football, I don't think so. All right. Michael wants to know, uh, is there any chance you would return to the Kings or is that out of the question? You know, as of right now, I'd say it's out of the question. I've moved on. They obviously have moved on. I resigned three years ago. You know, I don't know what the future holds. I am leaving every door open. Never say never. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't say. You know, I, I can't say. But in my mind, I've moved on. I can't speak for them. But, you know, I still feel like I'm very much in the prime of my career. I still feel like I could announce for many, many years at a high level. So as long as I would be mentally sharp and be in the right frame of mind, then, yeah, you know, there are a lot of jobs I could take. There are a lot of jobs I could take. But right now, you know, I'm really enjoying my formats that I do here and 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 everything else. Uh, it's kind of nice working for myself. It's different. I mean, I will say that. Uh, I don't know. You know, I still have my lawsuit that's pending. And a lot will determine, you know, what where I go after my lawsuit. You know, and we'll see. You know, we'll see. Right now, I'm putting most of my attention uh, into my lawsuit. That's my primary focus right now. And then when that's done, then, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Paul says it would be a smart business move for the Kings and Grant. Well, again, it's out of my control, okay? I, I can't hire myself, you know? I, that's not anything that's in my control. All right. Love the questions today. Really good questions. Thank you very much. Keep them coming. You know, absolutely. Very good question. Let's see what else we have here. Let's see here. Let me read some more here. Somebody says, I can see you doing boxing grant. I could do boxing. I could do boxing. Yeah. No question, you know? All right. Uh, I just joined, but I saw a source said that the Kings would get 10 national TV games. Some may be on NBA TV, though. I said a few weeks ago I thought the Kings would be on at least 10 times. All right. This question, are the Kings involved in the lawsuit grant or just the radio? Uh, Bonneville International Salt Lake City is who I'm suing. They brought the Kings into the lawsuit. All right. So are the Kings involved? Yes and no. We're not suing the Kings. But they are involved because Bonneville International of Salt Lake City brought them into the lawsuit. So I guess that's the best way to... Uh, answer that. 
All right. There you have it. Michael says, well, I'd say after you left, I don't listen to Cage to K. Absolutely horrible without you at 3 p.m. every day. And the Kings broadcast are equally bad. I appreciate your support. Grant, what happened in Maui? You do have Google, right? You have the news, correct? You have the ability to spend five minutes instead of asking a sportscaster what happened in Maui. What happened in Maui is tragic. And I have been to Lahaina 10 times in my life, that quaint. And to see what's happened there, along with the loss of life, uh, is devastating. Devastating. Absolutely hard to believe. It reminds me of the campfire in paradise a couple of years ago. That's what that reminds me of. People jumping into the ocean to get away from the flames. But the people in paradise couldn't jump anywhere. They had to get try to get in the cars and get out of there. And when I saw what happened in Maui, that's the first thing that came to my mind that reminded me of what happened in paradise a couple of years ago, which is one of the worst things that I've ever experienced living in an area with complete devastation. And that was complete devastation, you know, complete devastation. All right. We got time for a couple more questions. Don't forget tomorrow. I'll be right back here at seven o'clock. And if you have any plumbing issues, don't forget about new works plumbing of Sacramento. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. And they're available around the clock 24-7. Again, just go to sacserviceplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Good questions today, you know? What? Grant, what's your favorite? I think, oh, what's my favorite cut of steak? Wow. Probably the New York, probably my favorite, a good New York, probably number one, prime rib, two, or I should say a ribeye. So New York, one, ribeye, two, filet mignon, three. All right. All medium to medium rare. You like medium well? I like medium, medium. I get all of my steaks that I order medium. I can do medium rare. I could do medium well, but I prefer medium. You know? Absolutely. Sea Dog says best time of the year. Their Premier League is back. Football returns soon. And the NBA schedule releases shortly. That's right. You know? Absolutely. I think my mic went off there for a minute, got it back. But yes, you were right, you know. What is my favorite burger restaurant? I don't have a favorite burger restaurant, but the best cheeseburger I ever had in my life was in Belgrade, Serbia. Then there's never been a close second. 
As a matter of fact, we were in Serbia in 2007. All right. 2007. And it was Vladi Divac's retirement party. And we went to a outside area at about one in the morning to this cheeseburger place that they make right in front of you. I had the cheeseburger. And it was the best thing that I've ever had. And I told, when I saw Scott Pollard later, that that was the best cheeseburger I'd ever had, I ever had in my life. And he said, come on. I said, I'll tell you what. We'll go there right now. You order a cheeseburger. And if it's not the best cheeseburger you've ever had, I will pay for your entire week over in Serbia. He goes, deal. So by now it's like 2.30 in the morning. And we go over there. He orders his cheeseburger. Takes one bite. Looks at me and goes, you don't owe me a fucking penny. Told you. Best cheeseburger I've ever had in my life. Period. You know? Period. Absolutely. Uh, Grant, why do you think there's no relationship with callers on KHDK? They take the same three callers every now and then because they have no idea what's going on with sports radio. There's not one person in the building. Not one. Not one. Let me repeat. Not one. And I'm leaving out Carmichael Dave because the morning show is not about taking calls. So I'm leaving him out of this conversation. There's not one person, one, in that entire building that knows anything about sports radio. Not one. And I know this because I used to tell them that when they used to try to tell me how to do my show at times. And I used to laugh at them. Okay? Seriously. That's why. That's why. Mitch in New Jersey calls in sometimes. They don't understand what good sports radio is. They just don't. What their problem is, they got all these consultants that come in who get paid a lot of money and don't know anything about sports radio and tell them what works and what doesn't work. What would Jim Rome be without the clones? How successful is Jim Rome? What would Jim Rome be without the clones? Think about that for a minute. Okay? What would Christopher Mad Dog Russo be without calls? He wouldn't have his own show on Sirius XM. Two of the, both in the Radio Hall of Fame, Jim Rome and Mad Dog Russo, know how important the audience is in taking calls. What's Jim's most popular event every year? The Smack Off. What does that entail? I mean, it's pretty simple, you know, pretty simple. But, you know, the radio station, I don't work there. They fired me. They can do whatever they want. They try to get me on several occasions to be the program director and run the station. I said, I can't do it. I don't have time and I don't have the energy. Said, you know, they wanted me to. They, I said, you know what? I, I just can't. Don't have the time. 
You know, I'm doing the Kings full-time, family. Every, I just couldn't do it, you know? Couldn't do it. They have no idea. And again, they they have no idea. And it's pretty simple with their lineups. It's a revolving door now. They don't know what they're doing. Plain and simple. They don't know what they're doing. And I used to tell the general manager that when we used to have meetings. I was very frank with him. I used to tell him, like, hey, I'm if you, you know, this, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing right. You know, it's just, I don't know what else to say. You know, I really don't know what else to say. You know, the problem is if you have talk show hosts that aren't very good, that aren't opinionated, that don't know what really is going on. And again, I, I'm not saying that about cage to I'm saying that about any station. And I, I honestly, and I swear on my life, if I'm lying, may the New York Giants go 0-17 this year. I have no idea who is on the afternoons of cage to No idea. If you told me, Grant, name me one afternoon host and I'll give you a million dollars in cash, I couldn't do it. I don't know who it is. I have no idea. What I am saying is it's not going to work. I'll just tell you right now, it won't work. Plain and simple. There you have it. All right. Jim Rome and Chris Russo would not be who they are without callers. I still remember getting. One of uh, Russo's book, The 100 Greatest Sports Arguments of All Time. That's a good book to read. I agree with you. I have it as well. No question. You know? I agree with you. So, you know, I, I could sit here and rip whatever. I, I just, it's not going to work, you know? This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. My favorite Michael Malone story while he coached with the Kings, someone wants to know. I've got so many. My favorite? Uh, probably the phone call that I had with him after he was fired. And I was on I-70 on a day off driving from Detroit to Indianapolis via Bowling Green. I stopped to uh, see some friends at my alma mater. And Michael and I had a very long talk and talked about 
how awful a decision it was, how disappointed he was, um, just, just about life and about how he was been waiting his whole life for this opportunity, and he got stabbed in the back, which he did. And I remember saying, you know what, Michael, you are going to get another opportunity. You, you need to hang in there, and I, I'll have your back 100%. And he goes, I'm, that's why I'm calling you, because you have had my back, and I appreciate what you've been saying about me on the radio. I said, you know what, Michael, I, I said, and I remember saying, I said, oh, I'm only speaking the truth, because what I said was the truth. Because I knew Michael Mullen was a hell of a coach, and I knew he got screwed, and I went on the radio and said that. I didn't have a problem. I didn't care. You know, I was going to tell you exactly how I felt. So that's the one thing that uh, sticks out to me, you know? Yeah. Grant says, can you believe that Nick Wright has Aaron Rodgers and the same quarterback tier as Dak Prescott? You know what that means, C-Dog? It means you shouldn't be watching him because it means that he has no credibility. It means that he has no idea what he's talking about. That's what it means. Okay? It means he has no idea what he's watching. That's the way it is. Okay? Grant, who is the most underappreciated Sacramento King in team history? Wow. I don't know if I would say that there is one Man, that is a great question. I'd have to think about that and maybe let you know tomorrow. But, wow. That's a very good question. Most underappreciated king. I'd really have to think about that. I'd really have to think about that. That's a good one. Very good. You know? My vote is Ron, Ron Artest. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I don't, I would not say Ron Artest. You know? Who was the worst Sacramento Kings draft pick while you were there? Boy, where do you want to start? The worst? Probably Thomas Robinson. You could say Purvis Ellison at number one. Mm, maybe... I mean, I'm talking about guys that could barely play in a league. Jimmer Fredette, lottery pick. There were many, you know, many. I don't think Jason Williams is underappreciated. I think everyone appreciated what Jason Williams brought to the Kings, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, laundry list of bad picks is right, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Grant, do you have a favorite Rick Adelman moment? He was a fantastic coach for us and seemed like a really nice man. Yeah, my favorite moment involved my son. And we had two games before the All-Star break at Milwaukee and at Detroit. And then the All-Star break. And I was going to meet my wife in the Bahamas with the Pollards for the All-Star break. And... It just didn't make sense for me to go all the way from 
Detroit back to Sacramento. And then anyway, she was going to leave and meet me there. And it was too much with both kids that at that time, my boys were four and six. So I said, Hey Rick, you know, this is what I'm doing for the all-star break. Could I take my son on the plane and to the games? He said, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm walking on the charter on our way to Milwaukee and Rick is on the plane already and he stops my son, Trent, who's six. And he goes, hey, it's great to have you on. He goes, now listen, he goes, these are the rules of the airplane. You are allowed to walk wherever you want. Your father has to stay in the back, okay? And my son goes, okay, coach. And I'm just laughing as we go to the back of the airplane. And I was just like, you know, that's something I'll never forget. That was great. That was great. No, you know what? Uh, Gerald Wallace was not underappreciated. Gerald Wallace was not was a very raw player when he was in Sacramento. You know? Hmm. Uh, was I cool with Doug when he was a player? Yeah, I was cool with Doug when he was a player. Why would I not be? Yeah, he absolutely, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was great with Rick. Yep. I'll never forget in Milwaukee on the team bus and we're getting off the bus and I told my son, I go, no, listen, all right, the guys have a game. They're getting ready. You can't be bothering him because all the players knew my son. And so I get off the airplane or the airplane, the bus, and it's about 25 paces to get in the building and it's cold out. It's Milwaukee. It's February. And I'm talking to Jerry as I'm walking from the bus into the building. And I turn around. I'm like, where's Trent? Then I look. He's standing at the base of the steps, giving everyone high fives, getting off the bus. I'm like, oh, boy. So then we get into the game, warm-ups. He's on the court. And I got him a ticket, six years old. And I knew I didn't have to worry about him, but he's sitting by himself. Gave him some money for, you know, the refreshments and dinner and stuff. And the Kings won 125 to like 117. It was a great game. Then the next night, we're in Detroit. And Vladi found out that Rebracha, the Pistons center, was also going to the Bahamas and had chartered a jet. And he goes, I'm going to ask Rebracha if you and Trent can go with him. Cause I had a flight the next morning at like 7 a.m. from Detroit. And anyone that knows about Michigan, the palace at Auburn Hills is far, far, far away from the airport at Metro Detroit Metro. So we would have to get up at like three 30 in the morning. Long story short, he goes, yep, you're all good. You can go on his plane. And I'm like, you are kidding me. He goes, nope, you're all good. Well, Robrancha gets kicked out of the game in the second quarter. And I'm announcing the game. And I'm like, Oh my God, no. He's going to leave early. You know, he's going to leave early. And I'm literally paranoid. Peja hits a game-winning shot. My son is sitting right at the end of the bench. You can see him on the replay going crazy. And I didn't know it at the time, but the the he, he was waiting in the locker room because Rip Hamilton was also going with us to... Nassau in the Bahamas. So we get done with the game. I meet Robracha. We get in the back of his uh, vehicle. 
Very nice. We get on the plane, and there's Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton on the plane. And my son, who's six years old, is talking to him about games that he played in while with Washington. I didn't even know this. And Rip is like blown away at his knowledge. All right. Now, by now, it's probably midnight. And I say, Trent, we got to let we got to let him rest now. All right. We get, you know, we're good. And we landed in the Bahamas, I want to say roughly 2.30, give or take. And I'll never forget taking off from Detroit, you know, it's five below zero and landing in the Bahamas with that warm tropical air. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And a private plane. And I remember walking off the plane and I told my son, I go, Trent, don't get used to this lifestyle, buddy. You are very lucky to go on a private jet. This is not the way dad flies, okay? We fly in economy. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. So uh, they said Rick is the best. Yes, indeed. Hey, I do appreciate uh, the donation, but I'm not talking politics and lawsuits with politicians. All right? Not unless it pertains to sports. But thank you very much. Uh, I would say Mike Bibby, most underappreciated. Mike was never an all-star, but he was the perfect floor general for that team. I love this jump shot. You know, maybe. I don't know if I would say most underappreciated in history, but because he was overshadowed by Webb and Peja and Vladi, maybe. You know? Maybe. Uh, did I have a relationship with Luke Walton? Yes, I do. And do you think he got a fair shake? You know what? Yes and no. First of all, I love Luke. Great man. You know, when the season ended, the Kings had just won 13 of 20 and were on a roll. And I believe the Kings were going to make the playoff in 2020. I really do. But we'll never we'll never uh, find out. Did Trent end up working for the Kings? Yes, he does work for the Kings. Uh, he is uh, one of the equipment guys and has worked there for a number of years and uh, is there on a daily basis. So, yeah. Very happy for him. All right, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, right here, 7 o'clock Pacific. Hope you can join me. And don't forget to go back and listen to my show today with Ian Eagle right here on If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody.